This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Mike Moe from Street Fighter Assassin's Fist. You are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Os. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. gentlemen welcome back this is acmg presents talk time live extra select start i am your host xavier josiah if you hear the voice that is coming out of my mouth right now and it sounds what you think it sounds like yes it is in fact i am coming down with something once again uh but of course i love this show so much and i'm not going to stay away from it at all so i am able enough to be able to do the show but my voice is starting to get a little bit of shot, so forgive me if I sound a little bit congested or nasally, but we're going to get through this. We're going to get it popping, so I'm not even going to stress it out, but I am happy to be here to talk about all things gaming on this episode. At the top of the, uh, of the show, which is our final stage segment, we are going to kind of do a compare and contrast. This is not exactly a review, but I decided, as I mentioned last week, that we were going to talk about Thornbreaker in comparison to Puzzle and Dragon in comparison to Puzzle Quest, the remastered version, because I love puzzle games. I love really cool puzzle games in these um, recent ones with RPG elements. I really enjoy it. Puzzle Quest was one of the first to really do what it did, and now everybody else is following from that. They recently did a remaster of it. Just basically, it's, it's, it's just a new coat of paint that they put over. Everything else is virtually the same, which is a great thing because you don't want to mess up that type of masterpiece that they created uh and then we got puzzle and dragon which has been out and tried to follow on this escape on a uh landscape of puzzle quest and then we have thornbreaker which is like a spinoff to the witcher 3 in a sense and it plays the it plays gwent and why that is being compared to these two because there's some elements of thornbreaker that was taken from puzzle quest and i want to give a like I said, a uh, little bit of compare and contrast to those to see which one is more fun. If, in fact, one is more fun than the other. I honestly should put Super Dragon Ball Heroes in this mix, too, because there is some elements of that in there as well. But I've already reviewed that. You know how I feel that that game is awesome. Uh, I want to put that in a pedestal to this, but I'll be doing that at the top of the hour. But we do have some news, some Heartbreaking news in some cases in the world of gaming. There's some great news in the world of gaming. There's some really weird news. So we're going to get down to it. But before I do that, I was just watching. Oh, before I even do that, I want to just let people know. I normally don't have my phone in when I do recording for this show. So this is a rare occasion. And the reason being is that I am expecting a FedEx package that could come at any freaking time of the day and hopefully they will abide by my sign i have in front out in front of my building stating to call me to let me know that this package is coming in and i'll let you guys know 
what exactly that is before anybody else. And um, I've mentioned that I do Peloton and I'm leading into the what is called the Century Club. So to me, this is a game. <laughs> this is a video game in itself, but you know, they once you hit the Century Club, which is like if you hit 100 rides, you're supposed to make a big deal out of it. It is a big deal in the Peloton community and people go all out to celebrate they have 100 balloons or whatever in their house and all the stuff first of all the demographic of a peloton owner ranges from where at level my wife and i are at which is like kind of i guess say working class to upper middle class we're kind of transitioning to that to the oh my god you own you own this much land type of people so <laughs> but it's affordable for everybody but once you're in a community it could be a very positive experience and people will support you and everything and i dig that i decided to do something that i believe nobody else has done and i haven't seen it yet and i created with my love for wrestling i created a wrestling title celebrating my hundredth ride it's not an easy thing to do they are very hard it's hard to have the mindset to get on that bike and keep going i've been in the best shape ever and i hate to sound like i'm endorsing this because i'm not getting paid for this but i have been in the best shape I've ever been in in all winters that I've experienced now and normally I won't I don't work, get a chance to work out heavily during the winter time I have through this and it's been very motivational so I in tribute in honor of that in the community I designed a really cool belt which I will be letting people see on social media very soon as soon as it comes out here uh comes today so I'm waiting for that so if you hear any rumbling or whatever like that, that's me jetting out. I may there may be somewhat of an edit in this episode in the midst of this. Hopefully it won't. Hopefully I can get through this episode and it come like directly afterwards. But we will see. Just want to give you guys a heads up. Speaking of wrestling, and I always love when I can enter uh enter uh I guess segue wrestling into this show. Uh I was watching AEW dynamite yesterday uh which a lot of you guys are wrestling fans on this show so you know i i really love the fact that i can do this but aew dynamite came on and there was a sign in the ramp area somebody had a sign out in the ramp area it was two signs one to advertise a website which i forgot and another one that stuck out more than anything to me uh said as cody rhodes was coming out to the ring to get his lashes or whatever uh, very good ep- great very 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 good segment by the way um there was a sign out that a guy had and it said make a new aki wrestling game and it had the aki the old aki logo on there because you know they're since sophia now but everybody every gamer who's ever played anything that aki's created from nwo versus the world to wrestlemania 2000 um no mercy of course is one of the most beloved wrestling games of all time uh, you know, it's it. You know, you, it's synonymous with the Aki logo. That logo has been slapped on and, and been loved by many fans, myself included. So there are talks that you know, as you know, AEW are, is coming out with a game. There still is no conf- confirmation. There's nothing concrete saying that they are working with Sin Sophia, um, formerly Aki. There's none, but we're hoping for it they are keeping it you know very quiet right now so here's to you i you know honestly i want aki to be able to re- to bring out a game again if it's done by yukes i'm not too hurt by that at all because i thought to their credit yukes has done somewhat of a a pretty good job they've never done 
uh, the caliber of what Aki has done for wrestling games. Um, or even, even Spike to that extent. But there, it's, it's, it, it's like the most solid in game engine that you could do for pro wrestling to this day. So, I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm not really mad at all of what they are doing. They did pretty well for um, UFC, too. UFC, UFC 3 Undisputed, to me, is still one of the best MMA games I've played. I, I liked what EA has done to some extent, but it's still, to me, UFC 3 Undisputed was the absolute best. And that mo- a lot of that um, had to do with them putting in the pride mode and allowing you to fight in the pride arena and having pride rules and pride if you if you don't if you're not an mma fan pride rules means that you can do soccer kicks to the head on the ground which is in hindsight in today's industry and to, with our with what we know now that would never happen they will absolutely prohibit that from happening due to the concussions and all this stuff but you were able to do that and it was like it was brutal absolutely watching uh Vondale silva kick you in a soccer kick you on the ground is the most brutal thing in his volley two day tudo uh style it is very brutal but i love that game because of that and it had all the the legendary figures in mma uh past and present including the uh gracies and sakuraba and all the stuff it was just awesome absolutely awesome but again would not mind seeing uh yukes do their thing on air because i think they developed they evolved much to people much to what people try to deny they have evolved a bit they're not perfect but they've evolved majorly so um but at the end of the day we all want we all want the aki engine back that is for sure and and brought into a new generation so we will see so let's get into some news here and one of the news that i'm going to mention is it's very sad um as you guys know, I'm a big fan of this. Uh, if you don't know, now you will. Uh, Street Fighter's Assassin Fist. You guys remember that show, that series that came out, directed by Joey Answer, starring Mike Moe, uh, who's, again, been on the show to talk about that very series that came out way back. Um, and he was also talking about his time on Empire. Um, and knowing, not knowing anything that he was going to be in the Oscar winning movie once upon a time in Hollywood, that's tremendous. And I congratulate him still to this day for that. That is just awesome. Um, and I looked at that. I went to go see that movie in full support of Mike Mo because he was generous enough and kind enough to be on the show to talk about that. And you can, again, you can always listen to that interview on Talk Time Live exclusive on the exclusive page at TalkTimeLive.com. It's a great 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 interview that we had on there so i really enjoyed his time it was awesome and uh but now i think he's at a he's at a state or scale like it's it's entertainment weekly it's all that you know he's up there and deservingly so (laughs) it is absolutely deservingly so so it'll probably i I would be surprised it'd be harder to actually get in touch with him nowadays because he's now more in demand than ever but um a, a, a very good dude a very good and humble dude. I really appreciate his time, and he deserves, you know, kicking uh, Brad Pitt's ass. <laughs> and in some cases, getting his ass kicked by Brad Pitt on there. Um, but I digress. He played Ryu on there, and every, the, the, the series was critically acclaimed. And this all led back to when Joey Answer put in his own money to produce a what he believed was a fan made 
you know, rendition of Street Fighter because the, the the story with him is that he was very tired of seeing, you know, bad works like The Legend of Chun-Li, which was horrible. Um, the dating back to the street, the live action Street Fighter with Jean-Claude Van Damme. And he decided to put his own money and say, like, this is the way it should be done. And people loved it. And it went viral. It went extremely viral back then. So much so that Capcom caught wind of it. They decided to want to hire him to create Street Fighter Assassin's Fist. It was actually sponsored by Honda. They they were just sponsoring for this. So this was awesome right here. Uh, you can also see it on Funimation now. They have it on there. You can watch it anytime. Uh, awesome. Everything about that series was awesome. It was literally the definitive... Uh, version of a live action street fighter like that's the template right there that everybody should be following if there is ever going to be a future um series or movie coming out now back in 2014 i went to san diego comic-con for the first time and i attended the street fighter panel that starred all of those guys and that's when i first met joey and uh mike and everything and that's how it led to this um this actual this this is what led to uh, Mike Moe being on the show. It was my first meeting of him that entire weekend. We we kept bumping into each other the entire weekend. It was very cool. He acknowledged me <laughs> many a times when we bumped together. It was so cool, um, and it was awesome. It, it, he's an awesome dude. Um, but then in that panel, they announced that they were that it was uh they was first announced at that panel that Street Fighter world warrior which was the follow-up to assassin's fist which was going to actually have the debut of m bison and it was going to be chronicling or following the storyline of street fighter 2 um it was announced back then that that was in the works and it was supposed to be and then in between that there was a, another project that joey did talking about um it was it was a like a little bit of a, a side story to street fighter five and it started it starred charlie ryu and ken so mike mo kind of re, mike mo and the, i forgot the actor who played ken as well but mike both of those guys reprised their role as ryu and 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 ken as you know in this new storyline now the thing is is that it was okay and a lot of people kind of liked it but didn't in a sense and they really wanted to see world warriors and as as what was understood from the interview I had with Mike that you know that was a really quick production of that and stuff like that. I actually did. I actually liked it. I you know I think I liked the time and and production and passion that they put into World, World Warriors better. But more or less, we were all waiting for that that you know for the sequel because we know it was going to be done right. It was going to be done really well. And. Uh, you know it would have been really cool to see now with all that said we got the unfortunate news from joey uh on the official uh street fighter assassin's fist uh facebook page telling the details of why street fighter 2 world warriors would not see the light of day it's been closed for production uh in the letter he also talks about the behind the scenes of what went down as far as production and the complications uh, that went along with it um including how much the tight budget they had which was he said about 2.5 million dollars to make that film 
and make the series that they did. And not only that, trying to get contracts and people to come together and whatnot, it, it just wasn't able to happen. And, and remember, this was 2014. It is now 2020. We're six years ahead. And you could tell after a while there probably was some complications. A lot of times it's money based. Uh, a lot, a lot of times it's contractual based. I mean, this is what happens. And I think a lot of people take for granted what goes into all of this productions, even what goes on here. And I talk about this all the time, and this is possibly the reason why I have guests on the show to go behind the curtain of what really goes on and what these guys go through, um, these actors and, you know, how much they really get these royalty checks and all this stuff that they really get. If you heard any of the interviews that I have, they get real with you. And as fun as it is, and it is hard and as hard working that they are, a lot of times there are some realities that you will have to meet when going in there. So just sitting down on a couch and just assuming you know what's going on, it's not going to do it. You got to hear it from the horse's mouth. And that's why Talk Time Live exists for situations like that. So he does go on to talk about that. Although this is not going to happen, he still has a great uh, and, what, and what he phrases fantastic relationship with Capcom. And there could be possibilities of working with him again uh, sometime in the future for other projects. It's just right now. It's just not going to happen, unfortunately. I kind of thought that that was the case because it was just taking too long after a while. Mike Moe is just, he his career is skyrocketing from this point. And the more opportunities that he's getting, the less chance he will be able to do that movie uh, or that series, whatever, unless you're guaranteed locked. And now Mike has an agent and all that stuff. And I mean, if he's working with Mike Moe and Quentin Tarantino and everything, man, and he's getting high praise from those guys it's going to be harder and harder to get him back to do something unless like he's really really open and tight to be able to have that obligation to do so he also is working in his own school and i'm not saying that that's the reason why it's not happening i'm just saying there's a abundance of things that may have you know led to this situation um and it, and of course financial support is also possibly a big deal as well but in essence to say that like is it's hard it's hard to get this stuff out i would love to have joey on the show to talk about that in detail and i'm not sure what's going on in his mind right now as he had to write that very endearing long letter uh thanking all of us in which he did he graciously thanked all of the fans for our patience and support on the great journey i can tell you this right now i think joey i think mike i think the entire cast uh, and everybody, you know, um, Yoshinori Ono and everybody that has actually put effort into what many believe is the best live action Street Fighter experience that we've ever had. And if all else, if he can't do it again, you can't take away from what he's done with Street Fighter Assassin Fist. That is absolutely a milestone that he's done for the gaming industry for the gaming community for the fcg or the fgc for that matter the fighting game community especially he i don't think he should walk away with his head down at all that man is doing a lot of other things going on in his world he has a lot of other commitments as well he also has his own projects but um i think that he was trying his best to get out there and lo and behold it just wasn't meant to be but doesn't at least he was able to do it at least one 
and made it successful as successful as he could possibly make it it was awesome it's still awesome again like i said if you want to check it out if you don't have the dvd you can buy the blu-ray you can buy it digitally to support this um you can also if you like i said if you have funimation out the entire series is on there now and just enjoy what he's done what they've done what the entire everybody involved has done for this so to that i say Thank you, Joey Answer. Thank you, everybody else, for that passion. And, you know, I can at least re- re- I like enjoy what, it, what has been done from there. So moving on to Square Enix news. Square Enix announced that they will be extending its exclusivity of Final Fantasy VII Remake to the, uh, to, uh, for the PlayStation 4 until April 21st. Uh, this has much to do with the delay of the announce. Uh, of you know the previous announcement actually by the company saying that they would be releasing the game a month later to assure quality that the fans deserve i have no problem with this is only a month down have no problem with this but in doing so this may also be due to the contractual agreement that they made with uh sony between sony and square enix uh to have the exclusive rights for a full year now think about it for a minute you know having it come out in its original date that will mean that without that agreement, the 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 uh, this would in fact decrease the time for eleven months instead of twelve. So it it makes sense that you would have to you know shift that down as well. So again, I have no problem with it. Unfortunately, if you're an Xbox owner, if you don't own a PlayStation Four, but you love Street uh, Final Fantasy Seven, you're gonna have to wait just a month longer to do it, unless you just happen to go on to the right side. <laughs> and check it out there so unfortunately it's unfortunate with that from that point um let's move on to some other news we got netflix news here netflix has announced that season three of castlevania one of the again one of the best tellings of a video game franchise ever will be premiering on march 5th um there's no word on the plot um on what the plot will be based on or whether the plot will be based on a game. It could could be totally original, we don't know. Um, But considering the director or executive producer, that it might be direct to uh, source, indefinite, which is a great thing. Um, There is a poster promoting the new season, uh, which shows some new characters in it. Uh, Not exact, there's no official, there's speculation on who these new characters are and where they could be from, but returning characters, Trevor Belmont, uh, Alucard, which is Dracula's son, and also if you don't realize, look if you put the mirror in reverse, is actually Dracula spelled backwards. Um, and uh, Sophia Belnades will be returning, um, who was the female heroine of the uh, series. No signs of Dracula this time, but the poster uh, does have Carmilla, uh, who looks to be the main focus of this season. So I'm looking forward to it. I am really excited i love the first two seasons the first season alone was just awesome the second season followed up really well the artwork the art style the animation everything was just beautifully done um one of the best transition translations of a video game especially one that was based on an 8-bit game with some with some type of narrative to it but not as strong and they came along and brought more strength to it in such a way that it was just really well done um then i hear the report i'm reading ign (coughs) excuse me i'm reading ign and i'm reading the report and i didn't see this 
at all that executive producer Addy or Addy I, I forgot how to pronounce it Addy uh, Shankar is looking to develop and has the rights to develop Devil May Cry a, a new Devil May Cry series that will in fact crossover in a multiverse type of storyline with Castlevania that is insane so I found this out again going on IGN.com because they got the, they got the announcement from there and they did a video and this goofball and I'm talking about Addy's uh Addy Shankar who is the and I'm probably butchering his name and, and I would normally normally I, I apologize if I'm butchering his name but in this case I don't care after the scene after the video that I've seen and I don't know if this is a big kayfabe type of thing whatever but it was just weird so Addy comes it came on uh with kiss makeup and I heard he's like really eccentric like this and really odd well I want to say odd he's very he's a very eccentric dude um he comes off a little bit you know a bit of a egotistic type of guy um it's it's really weird but he came on IGN spoke to the per, to the um the person interviewing him and she was asking him questions but he was coming off with weird responses almost like he was in some type of a wrestling gimmick you know he was in character and it was kind of corny in my opinion like why does he have to do all this this was just so over it was so pretentious and overdone and i hate i hate i hate as an artist myself i cannot stand when you got really creators like this and this is i don't blame this is not a millennial thing this every once in a blue moon you get creators like this who has to play this character you know we all play you know alter egos in some cases you know my my whole entire my name on here is that nothing short of an alias but it's a play on my original name anyway but that doesn't mean i'm not going to keep it real with you and like just it's all about the art not about the character he's trying to make it about the character as much if not more than the art and I, that, that part always gets on my nerves um it, it's 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 really crazy but he got on the show and he talked about that you know he was doing he had the rights to um and the license to do a devil may cry uh series based on what he's done with castlevania respectfully and deservingly so he's done a tremendous job i'll give him that credit but then he goes on to announce that there's going to be a crossover between Castlevania and Devil May Cry. Now, you got to just remember, Castlevania is Konami and Devil May Cry is Capcom. So they're merging these worlds together, apparently. So once he does that, he does something really weird and stupid. And it says, that's all I'm going to say about that. And he, I mean, his whole deal was so like pro wrestling heavy. It was very WWE, kayfabe heavy and cartoony and corny. It was, I'm like, this is a dude like, I would slap the hell out of him. I'm sorry. I just got to say, it's like, dude, you don't have to be like this. You don't have to act like this. This is totally stupid. Why can't you just act? And, I, and part of me is like, maybe this was just some sort of a agreed upon act between him and IGN. And if that was the case, it was a failed attempt on both. Um, if it wasn't, I feel really bad for the interviewer and what she had to go through because that was just stupid um and, and embarrassing in some cases not on her part but on his part it just didn't if it was an attempt to do something crazy it was a failed attempt in my opinion um he came off a little bit 
douchey in a sense, arrogant, pretentious, and self-involved. And to me, it's just it just didn't have to be. Like you can be an artist and still create like this, but don't have to. And you even worse. There's a part of him that reminds me of somebody that I know in the industry that I've distanced myself from because of that type of weird aura around him. Um, and it, it was just so it was just so out of pocket. It was just so out of pocket. So I mean, whatever that was. It was, but the, the I guess the great news that came out of it was the fact that we're getting a crossover between Devil May Cry and Castlevania coming to Netflix. I'm, I'm assuming coming to Netflix soon or whatever it is coming from. But that situation was just so, it, it kind of took away, it really actually to me took away from the actual news. It took away from the news. All he had to do was just be, and the fact that he came in with kiss face paint makeup, that to me was just, it was so extra. It was just so unneeded extra, you know. It, it, it reminded me, his whole entire antics, his character reminded me of, I, and I forgot the dude's name too, because I tend not to care about him as much either. The creator, and you guys will know, and you guys will correct me on this, the creator of Dead or Alive and Ninja Gaiden. You guys know who I'm talking about, and you know how much of a arrogant fool that guy is as well. You know, it's like he took Michael Bay to an extent and, and just you know it was on acid <laughs> you know and he's the reason why that um you know they stopped messing with him and just said screw it took the franchise away from him and did their own thing but it, it just it really it really i hate when i see creators and artists go that extra route. this is why i kind of don't kick with kanye anymore you know i know he's like in a religion and all that stuff and but I'm sorry. I kind of I like I, I'll listen to old Kanye because to me, I'll take I, I, I think of Kanye as a multiverse type of thing. I feel like somebody abducted Earth one Kanye and switched us up with Earth two Kanye. And this version of Kanye is just doing all types of really flipped off things. They're saying dumb things or aligning himself with certain people. That's the way I'm taking it. So I'll listen to Earth one Kanye mix, which is right up to probably, you know, dark fantasy or whatever that album was with monster on there and then after that it's just like all right whatever <laughs> it's just like that's when we when we uh that's when things just started going all awry with him but this is one of those same cases whenever you get an artist like this and they just want to do eccentric and crazy things it's like now you're taking your now you're you're, you're taking yourself away from the art that you're creating and you're you're focusing on it being more you than the art and they he needs to calm the hell down it's like seriously that's just my opinion if some people like it that's on them but i just think it's just dumb it's just really stupid so moving on and i believe this might be the last bit of news i have before we go on to our final stage segment and yes it is um platinum games is looking to bring back the remastered one uh wonderful 101 uh at sushi anaba uh inaba and uh hideki uh kamiya uh, who created the original one have decided to put out together put together a Kickstarter campaign which brings the game to current consoles. Uh, the original game debuted it on 2013 on the on Nintendo's failed. I I, I, I was going to be nice to say unsuccessful, but this is one of their rare failures, which was the Wii U console, uh, which was unfortunate because I heard it was a pretty good console, but it's just I think it was just bad timing with that. But the original game debuted on that exclusively on that system in 2013. Um, while the game was highly praised the, uh, 
for its playability and platinum games is no joke i mean it had nothing to do with them i think it was more to do with the lack of interest on the wii u and they you know they had the rights to do it and unfortunately it just didn't work out platinum games made it back with um with uh their game with their future games from that point so it is not a love loss there but the game was very it had a really big cult following so much so that they decided to try to remaster this now uh the gameplay had gamers rely on the wii u uh we use gamepad which had a screen on it a touchscreen on it to create symbols for the, in the gameplay now i never played this game because i again i never um had the desire to get a wii u myself i kind of did and i didn't but I already had a Wii, and I was like, all right, uh, I don't really need that extra. So, and I think it was just bad timing on them, but we got the Switch, and that's all that matters, and, you know, that's much better. Um, with the controls that you have for the Wii U here, you can uh, also use the analog stick to make these symbols and, you know, the control scheme as well. With the game planning to come out for the Switch, PC, and PlayStation 4, you, you got to expect some new optimizations in the control scheme uh, for that. The studio said that uh, there will be no changes to the main story itself, but it is said to have some type of new content that will take shape as the game possibly uh, with some possible extra modes. Um, Kickstarter, the Kickstarter uh, they created was said to be a filler to see if people really had real interest in playing the game again or even playing the game that they never got a chance to play. IGN.com now reports with an update that said that the Kickstarter has surpassed the $1 million goal. So there is guaranteed, it is guaranteed that the game will see the light of day and production will soon begin if it not if it hasn't already. Platinum Games also went on Twitter to thank the 130,000 plus backers on this. So this is, I've heard so much about this game and I am in fact looking forward to playing this game because it looked really cool when it was out but it just was never something that because of the wii u it's like i don't find myself playing a lot of people also wanted to play this game but now we will be able to get uh, get a chance to play so i'm looking forward to it platinum games is indeed one of my favorite companies out there i mean like at possibly even more than bandai namco to some extent with what they do with the anime titles but astro change um astro chains uh what is it what's the other one teenage mutant Ninja turtles was great um transformers devastation or devastator was absolutely i think is the best transformers game ever and i love war of cybertron and um i always forget the other the first one that they had but um those were great but the one that was based on g the g1 uh universe awesome and then it, the other ones were also based on that too but it was this one was so well done it brought back all of the uh familiar voices from the actual cartoon series and it was that were still alive that are still alive and it was it's, it's just very well enjoyable i hope that in some cases they bring those back as well i will i will absolutely if they put if they want to do a kickstarter for transformers devastator to be on the switch i am putting my money on that and possibly putting extra content i am so all for that i will absolutely 100 back that up because that game was so awesome it's so much fun to play so folks that will do it for the news that on that's going on in this segment we're going to take a break come back in our final stage we're going to compare and contrast these games see which one i actually think and will recommend to play the best we'll do that right after this
Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Hi guys, this is Ruben Langdon. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Show you can! We are back with our final stage segment, and I uh, just want to compare and contrast three different games. But before I do that, I'm looking at I got my Nintendo Switch with me right now, and I am looking out. One of the biggest enjoyments about the Nintendo Switch, I can't speak for all of you, uh, maybe you are, maybe you do have the same uh, fun that I have with this. But one of the some of the biggest fun I have is looking at what's coming soon, and because the library always changes whenever other dates release and they go into the new release. Uh, the coming soon also shifts too. So there are always games that are in the making that, that hasn't even been uh, announced yet. But, and they, a lot of them are indie games too. Some of them are indie games or remasters. And I also look at the Japanese uh, account as well for to see what's coming out. Because a lot of times if it comes out there, more than likely it's coming out here. Now, one thing I want to note, take note is that Persona 5 is coming out with a warrior, Dynasty Warriors like one that we mentioned. Um, it's being advertised on the Japanese eShop but not yet well, I mean for this month too and not yet on the American or the US one uh, it could be that it will it will be announced on our version pretty soon or it could be that it's going to be out for a later date I hope that it does mean that we will be getting it because I absolutely am interested in playing a Persona 5 Dynasty Warrior like game whenever a RPG gets a Dynasty Warrior like game I'm all for it because it's a lot easier for me to play even though I would love the characters and the story and the narrative to it I don't necessarily like the gameplay especially if it's a uh, turn-based uh, RPG it's just I hate the idea of you just standing there waiting to be hit and for you to wait to hit somebody back it's just that part i like real-time battles so this is one of those things that i would love but upon looking at the coming soon section here one of the things that stuck by me real quick and that is that arc system works is once again february this month is going to be a great month for 
uh, for actual um, for game releases because at least for the Nintendo Switch, uh, you got Samurai Showdown, which is coming out on the 25th at the end of the month. You got Devil May Cry that's coming out uh, right before that. Uh, the uh, Devil May Cry 3, which is being remastered, and there's going to be some changes to that as well. But then you also got, if for fighting game fans, you got Undernight Inbirth, which is a beautiful looking um, fighter from Axis uh, Games that is coming out as well. But just released and announced today, aside for Puyo Puyo 2, which actually I might actually get into as well, um, Double Dragon in Kunio Khan retro battle let me see what this is retro uh, it's called double dragon and kunio Khan retro uh brawler bundle what this is basically is just a an abundance of uh games from arc system works because remember they own the rights to um the kunio Khan series so within this they have up to 15 kunio Khan titles mo all of which is from the uh famicon yeah, uh, system, not the Super Famicom system, because they're more in there as well. And uh, eleven of which has not been ever released in the United States, in North America. And I know because I have some of those games on my Retro Pie. So this is awesome that they're coming out with these games. Um, they also let me see. I'll let you know the titles real quick. Double Dragon one through three is going to be in this game because remember now they've been now thanks to Arc System Works they have been integrated into the uh, Konyokan universe as well. So they're all one. It's like Crisis on Infinite Earth was created and they're all in one now. Uh, Renegade is also going to be in the game. That's also been integrated into that universe as well. Super Dodgeball, River City Ransom, Crash in the Boys, Street Challenge. Um, and then the ones from the imports that are now coming in and have been uh, now optimized and assimilated into for English con uh, con uh, consumption, if you will. Or playability, if you will. Uh, Renegade, uh, Konyokan, High School, Dodgeball Club um nikitsu story downtown nikitsu story nikitsu high school uh dodgeball club downtown nikitsu mark uh march super awesome field day which is like a um melee brawler uh god go go nikitsu hockey like their hockey games their soccer games uh fighting legends like all of these games that never saw the light of day for years is coming and it will be in english so this is actually huge. They're going to be charging $39.99 for this. And here's why I say that this is going to be worth it. Because if you're a Kony O'Connor fan that has been playing these games for years and love River City Ransom and the River City universe, um, this is the game for you. You got 15 games crashed into one with a lot of probably other features that they're going to be adding on to this as well. And um, it's on, for instance, online features, avatars, screens, sound options have been added. You can play by yourself. You can go out with friends, uh, family, or play online. There's a lot of more. There's a lot more elements that's been added to this. But for the first first time ever, it's being played, and you got 15 really deep, deep games to play. It is worth 39.99. My only hope, and I was wishing for this, and I hope that they do this. If this is successful. I do hope that they go on to do this. I would like to see the Super NES uh, versions too. I hope they do another one that involves the Super Famicom imports that we never got a chance to play because I played one of them. It's really cool. Um, I also hope that the Neo Geo Super Dodgeball game actually makes it to the next one like this. 
I think this is a great deal. It's coming out on the 20th. If you're a Kunio Khan fan, jump at it. This is something I might actually invest in. So just want to put that out there. So what I also wanted to do is why I got my Nintendo Switch with me is that I have the three games that I've been playing around with a bit and just trying to get a feel of what I am into here as far as puzzle games. So I got Puzzle Quest, The Legend Returns, which is the remastered version here. Uh, I have Witch, uh, Thornbreaker, The Witcher's Tale, which is the spinoff to The Witcher. And then I have Puzzle and uh, Puzzle and Dragon Gold. Now, this is a matter of, I'm playing Goldilocks. I'm in the bear's house. There's three different porridges. Which one is better? So I'm going to start off with Puzzle uh puzzle dragon a puzzle and dragon gold a game that i really 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 wanted to enjoy but i found myself not enjoying nearly as much as i could have and a lot of that has to do with the learning curve and the and the difficulty of this game and the fact that it's like rapid fast there is no give there is no room for error like you have to get things right and it takes a while. It's not an easy getting uh, and play game. I know my brother-in-law used to love playing this game for the mobile when it was on mobile. Uh, I tried getting into it, I just couldn't. But the way that they have this game and it, I thought it was gonna be like a, like Puzzle and Dragon and have this, I mean like um, Puzzle Quest and have this really methodical way of doing it. Yeah, you can't really get into it like this. You gotta think extremely quick when doing this. And if, again, there is no difficulty level in this game at all. They only have Battle, Story, Monster, uh, and Puzzle Dragon Academy, which is your tutorial. But when you go into the tutorial and you start learning about how to do things, it is not as user-friendly as you would like it. They teach you how to move the orbs. They teach you how to erase orbs. They teach you how to do combos. And that's when things start getting a little bit convoluted because to do combos, it requires you to, you know, through touchscreen features to hold on to one of the orbs and start moving it around to different areas to make more combos. And it's, the problem is, is that you have a time limit to do that. You can't, you have to really be on point in order to do this and i know there are people out there who really can play this game i was just not one of them i would at least if i'm going to do this i want to at least be able to practice and learn how to play with a easier learning curve with a longer time span but they don't give you that in this game and that's the part that really really bugged me um out this even though i went through every single they succeeded in every single tutorial that they provided once you get into the game's battle and story mode there is, like I said, there's no more give. You go into battle mode, there's local battle, there's online battle, and there's single player and practice or whatnot. There's also the story mode. And, and, and the bad part is once you go into practice mode, you can only play with that which you've already unlocked. So I, unfortunately, you got to go through the game's story mode. And in the game story mode, you don't have that much time. Uh, to really go through it. it gets harder there's no like i said there's no real easy medium difficulty to go through this game and it lacks and because of that it lacks the enjoyment that you could have in playing this game that i do believe there is some substance to this game to play it's just 
the way that they structured it, it doesn't give you enough room for learning. It's like you're just trying to get through the game at this point. The whole part about this game is the visuals, the presentation of it. Uh, I did like the fact the character design of it. I like the fact that they were trying to do some type of uh, Yu-Gi-Oh Pokemon type of thing with this. But in hindsight, you know, because of the playability and the hard, stiff learning curve with it, it leads some gamers not wanting to play it over again because it's just it's so much going on and once you you know select your you know characters that you go that you got to battle with that gives you extra abilities while playing then that in that road you got like two three rounds that you're going to be playing against um which you can only play those you know characters once at least you know once and then after a few plays you can play you know they reactivate and you can play them again so you really got to strategize on that dude but once you do that it's like it, it's really you got to really think on your feet and you only got a certain amount of time to think on your feet as to how you're going to make all these combos and you can't just do like one shift just to get like four orbs or whatever like that because your 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 opponent or your the ai opponent will come at you majorly and the fact is like you know it's almost like it's a it's a weird complex somewhat convoluted version of rock paper scissors in a sense but if it, it like the more combos that you make the better chance you have of you know getting a hit on your opponent the problem is your opponent's ai is too strong it is way too strong even in the beginning of the story mode it is way too strong so i've only gotten up to three at the moment with it and i just didn't have the desire to want to play it anymore after that it was just at least let me i again i said the best games that you had that to play are the games that allow you to learn allow you to make a choice as to whether you want to have um you want to actually have a you know a somewhat of a a a chance to learn it and enjoy it so I am hoping that they do update the system and patch it up to some extent to give you some extra modes to, and, and extra ways of learning how to truly play the game so you can be that rapid. But right now, it just didn't work it for me. So I was a little bit annoyed by this game. So to me, this is the least of my favorite puzzle games right now. Then we have Thornbreaker. Thornbreaker The Witcher's Tales. Uh, it is a direct spinoff from The Witcher 3, which I highly enjoy newsflash i'm actually winning some gwent matches in there i don't know how the hell i'm doing it but i am but this game is in fact a it plays on a story of the witcher 3 and a side story with the character uh mev who's a queen of this land and she's going around uh trying to bring order to the lands and have to have a moralistic uh perspective on what she needs to do you know does she does she gain the respect of her of her soldiers and warriors that are backing her as well as trying to balance the order of the people who you know of the land who follow her as queen so i like that aspect i like the story the story aspect is very very well done uh much to you what you expect from witcher which by the way this game is is this is just a remake of the game or the game coming to the nintendo switch um now but it's been out for like years it's been out for years so a lot of people have played it and enjoyed the gwent aspect of this game if you don't know what gwent is gwent is in fact the card battle game that was created for this game uh for witcher 3 
and uh or i i'm not sure if it's in the other games i never played witcher 2 or 1 but it was definitely on witcher 3 is not the easiest game to play as well but it is somewhat the more under like if you compare it to puzzle and dragon it's way more playable on there than it is there it's just a matter of you having to be able to play the game and have great cards to play it all depends on the or the cards that you are able to play in so i like the game it is playable to an extent um there is a lot of complexities to the game that you got to play uh in the game and and playing the game on thornbreaker as compared to witcher 3 are two totally different ways of playing there's some similarities but it does contrast in many different ways um like i said the best part about playing um this game is that even if you play through the game even on its easier level and you don't win you can skip through that battle if you can rather play that battle again and try to you know get you know um strategize better but if you don't have the right cards you're going to get beat every time so if you don't have the right cards at the moment they allow you to skip through the battle and keep going through and that means you can possibly play the game over again if they have new game you know plus on there to with better more powerful cards the next time around that is what puzzle and dragon needed for this it, it, it desperately needed this um what I also like is that it does have some of the elements borrowed from uh puzzle quest uh as far as building your kingdom building your uh your your troops your training camps and all that stuff in order to have um you know a more stronger you know uh army of cards in in a, a deck of cards that you're gonna play but your deck represents your army in this game so it's not like they're recognizing that they're playing gwent you're playing the game of gwent as the you know as the army so once your army gets stronger your cards get stronger and you do that by building up and getting materials to build and money to build your uh your castle and your and your empire all over again so once you do that the cards get stronger and you become more powerful as you go along so you could play over again and possibly go through the story so i am there is parts of this that i am enjoying it is not easy but it is a learning it's a better learning curve than puzzle dragon and i love the story i love the art direction i love like the open like the map area that they've created for this game uh the level of detail and character design is really well done so if i was to say anything i i like playing this version of gwent better than i do on witcher 3 i try not to because of some of the quests that i'm playing on the blood and wine um game on on uh thorn and on, on witcher 3 they're forcing me to play it but at least to that extent i am finally starting to win that game and how this game works is that you just you know your opponent has 10 cards you have 10 cards and you got to try to outdo the other person with their cards now whoever like i said whoever has the better deck of cards that can do that has the best abilities to get you through will win plain and simple sometimes you, the opponent's cards or your cards you can have a card that'll allow you to extend playability in the game which then allows you to get more points and whoever has the most points that's when it comes down to when you have more overwhelming points you choose to stop playing the game and allow the other person to win that round and so you can win the other round so you kind of play got it it's a real really it's it's complex but it's not impossible to play not like it does with puzzle dragon gold so i like it and it's just a matter of me just keep playing through the game in order to gain more stronger um cards and whatnot so i do recommend this game i do like this game much better but neither of those games in my opinion compare to puzzle quest 
I feel like when you compare and contrast in these two games that I just talked about compared to Puzzle Quest, because Puzzle Quest came out first, if I'm correct. Uh, this is Puzzle Quest. It really did something when it uh, arrived on mobile games and, and PlayStation, and uh, it was everywhere. Played on. Um, I think I have it for the. I had it for the 3DS. I had it for um, Nintendo uh, PSP, or no, it was more or less. I had it for the Vita, and you also. I also had it for the mobile game. It's that damn good. Because they use, I think they were the first one to have a, a Tetris-like puzzle game, but really brought in a RPG, a strong RPG element to it, but also making it very fun and easy to understand and play. And it's the one thing that is that both of these games are lacking as much as that. Um, I think Thornbreaker is a better storyteller process, but when it comes to the playability uh, between the three games, Puzzle Quest beats them wholeheartedly i believe that thornbreaker it has used puzzle quest as sort of a template for what they've done but the formula that puzzle quest has done to make the game much more fun to play is just not there and if they did it would be so much more like if i had the story element i would have used uh dragon ball super uh dragon ball heroes uh super dragon ball heroes world missions and that gameplay to do what they did with um with thornbreaker in a sense but gwent is a, a very strategic way of playing uh, again it's just a matter of like you need to have stronger characters that's it but um i think super dragon ball heroes as far as card battle games is concerned is the more much more fun game to play thornbreaker can be fun once you start getting more powerful games puzzle uh puzzle and dragon gold has potential but it just needs a lot more substance and continuity to make it that much more enjoyable. I feel like it's something I want to enjoy, but it won't allow me to enjoy it. Um, again, if you if I had to pick between the three, Puzzle Quest is going to beat it for me, bar none. It is undeniably a fun game, and it gets you so immersed in it. it it's like a new version of Checkers or Chess um, with, with a formula that just it just works so great. Even if you are beaten, even if even if you get beaten, you respect how the AI is beating you, and it makes you feel like, "Damn it, I could have done this myself." And sometimes I still think that if a, an opponent that you're facing has more, has a higher level than you, it will beat you down so bad, but it's such a way that it looks like, "Okay, I know what I could have done the next time around." You learn from that. So, uh, if I got to pick between the three, if you really got to pick between the three, I would say hold off on Puzzle and Dragon Gold for now, at least. Um, I, if you, unless you are an immediate fan of that game, I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm just saying it's not a game for you know pick up and play. You know, uh, players, gamers out there, I would suggest staying away from that game or learning how to play the game elsewhere with that has a better or easier difficulty level or learning curve um thornbreaker is a really good game it's just you need to have patience and keep going with that so i do recommend that game puzzle quest out of all of them i had to pick one game they put if i had to only pick one game puzzle quest um the return it's just such it's a absolutely absolutely stunning game i mean it, it's just even to this day it, it, it holds up dearly so the puzzle quest the legend returns if you haven't played that game man go out of your way to check that out it's awesome so folks that will do it for what for uh <laughs> that will do it for this edition of select start thank you guys so very much for being a part of this this sunday 
no matter what, if I'm still sick by then, I'm still doing this because I am going to the movies with a mask on <laughs> to see uh, not the source to Harley Quinn, uh, the latest movie by Margot Robbie. The I guess it's a, it's a spinoff to uh, Suicide Squad. So we're going to check that out. Plus, all the news is going on in the world of our favorite fandom. So that's going to be the deal next week. I don't believe I'm going to do a show for select start because my wife's birthday is going to be I'm going to be away and we're going to be spending time together and celebrating that. So that's going to be. But I think next week, Sonic the Hedgehog is coming out. So I absolutely will be doing a show for that as well. So stay tuned for all that and much, much more. Thank you guys again for listening to the show. Follow me. At Dak Xavier Josiah on Instagram. You can also check out the show and every episode uh, archived at talktimelive.com. If you want to check out any of the exclusive interviews that I've had with Mike Moe from Street Fighter Assassin's Fist and What's uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and all of our guests that has ever been on the show, you could check out that on our exclusive page or you could type in talktimelive forward slash exclusive. You can also listen to us and subscribe to us on Spotify on now uh pocket cast now on uh apple podcast on google podcast on stitcher radio on poppy we're in a variety of different places to hear this show you can listen to it everywhere and anywhere at all possible so thank you guys for the continuous support and stay tuned you never know who's going to be on a show but time will tell and do that for now this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out there. I will talk to you on Sunday. Take care. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.